Working remote, awesome or BS? That's what we're going to cover on today's Super U podcast. That's one small step for man. Lift off. We, we have a choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are have hard. a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, super, super. Super you. Welcome to today's Super You Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Kwaman. Today we're doing a different format, and I'm really looking forward to it. We're just going to cover a top question that I get from around the world from the top CEOs and also entrepreneurs. How is working remote going? How is working virtually? Working from home? Whatever you want to call it. How is that going? Hybrid? Full? 100% in the office? What's the best mix? So, we're trying to learn this. We're trying to uncover it, trying to discover it. So we're going to cover this on the podcast today. Some of you might be living it right now, either as a manager trying to make that decision or CEO, or you're in the middle. You're actually a worker trying to figure out what works best for you. And if they don't give you an option to work remote or they don't give you an option to come in the office, heck, I know a lot of us out there with our Teslas, we want to plug in for free electricity, but it's really just figuring out what works best for you and also for your organization. So let's get into it. Myth number one, Generation Z wants to work from home. I say false. This is all qualitatively back. But what I am seeing from organization to organization is the young people want to come into the office, which makes sense. They get to meet people. There's often free food. It gives them something to do. They're social animals. They can connect. Also, more than likely, they probably live near the office. So I live here in Austin, Texas. Where's Facebook headquartered? Where's TikTok? Where's Google? Where are their main offices? They are in the heart of downtown, which are often walkable for the younger generation that happen to live downtown. Some can't because it's expensive to live downtown, so they're outside. So that's not true. What I'm saying is not true for everyone. But what we're seeing qualitatively is actually the younger generation wants to be in the office. Now, historically, I haven't looked at the data recently, but historically, and we haven't seen what the change is, it's probably too soon to see what the effect is of the pandemic in our change in work-life balance. But generally speaking, 50% of us meet our significant other at the workplace. So it makes sense. The younger you are, more likely you are not married yet. You are going to meet your significant other at the workplace. So anyways, don't hear it from me. I want to hear it firsthand from Gen Z or Jacob Cohen. Uh a couple reasons, because the office, to be honest, is not full. So it's not like I'm going in to sit around a floor full of people. I'm really just going in to get out. I, Like you said, I am Gen Z. I was in college during peak COVID times. I uh, had to take basically a year's worth of classes through Zoom. And let me tell you, it f***ing sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. So... But the flexibility of remote work is fantastic. An interesting part of this whole thing is there are going to be people who say they're more productive at home. There are going to be people who say they're more productive in the office. There are going to be leaders who say that their workers are more productive in the office. And there are going to be leaders who say that that's not the case. The hard part of this is it really changes uh, company to company, culture to culture, role to role, team to team, person to person. And that's why you're seeing so many challenges now, because there's not one right answer. At the beginning, it was remote work is here to stay. 
Then it was like, no, hybrid is actually the greatest thing ever. And now it's like, wait a second, it's just in person, like we used to be doing it (laughs) the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And these companies just don't know what to do. And like you said, it was a worker's market for the last couple of years that could be switching soon. You know, they had all the pull in terms of flexibility and benefits and everything. And who wouldn't want to work from home for a couple of years? It's great. But now, a couple of years later, some people kind of want to go back in and some people don't. Uh, So it's just interesting to see how this develops. There you go. Jacob nailed it. He said taking online classes from Zoom effing sucked. He hated it. And so part of him going in the office is to get out. But he's also very smart in the way he phrases that, look, there's not one solution for everyone. Some people are going to be more productive at home. Some are going to be more productive in the office. And that's a difficult situation for companies in order to organize how that work environment's going to look when everyone has different needs and how to meet those needs. Bottom line, if you're talented, you can work anywhere. You're going to command the space in which you live. In other words, talent will dictate on how they work or not work. Now, if you're not in that top tier of talent, that's a different story. And that's what most of management's wrestling with. Heck, even Elon Musk, who's adamant that people come back into the office because he's like, quote unquote, while you're working from home, like you're not working. But he said, unless you're extremely talented, you'll need to be in the office. So he's even hinted that that talent, if you're talented, you're going to command and dictate where you work. So when you think about these organizations that think they're going to dictate, if they want the top talent, they're not going to dictate anything. So they've got to figure out these best working models on how to, how to make it work for everyone, all levels of the organization. Now, Big win for organizations. One reason they would want to work remote, it's a huge cost savings. 11000 on average, $11,000 per year that you'll save as an organization. Now, on the other side of the coin, it's also big cost savings for the employees. So you can pay them less if they work remote. Their savings are around 4000 per year. Now, let's get into more detail on these specific data points with The Hustle's Juliet Bennett-Ryla. Right. You know, another thing about a recession is a great way to cut costs that isn't laying people off is like not having an office. Oh, you don't say. (laughs) And, you know, that's another factor to consider because it's not just the real estate itself, which depending on where you're located could be very expensive, but it's also electricity, Internet. You got to hire a custodian service. You probably want to provide coffee and snacks. Absolutely. There's a survey from Global Workplace Analytics that found that companies could save an average of $11,000 per year per half-time remote employee. So obviously that figure would be higher if you're talking about a full-time employee. Yeah. At the same time, the average employee saves $4,000 a year by not going into the office. And that factors uh-huh. in things like their commute, whether that's you know driving to work. Obviously, that is getting very expensive. That's that poll on both sides where it's like Mm -hmm. the company could save money, but then the employees can save money. There's reasons for going in. There's reasons for staying remote. And that's why it's hard. So huge cost savings for organizations. It reminds me of hotels. Now what do you see all the time within hotels? Save the environment. You know, hang your tiles back up and you'll save the environment. But what they're not telling you is that, hey, you're saving us millions and millions of dollars. And that's why we really care. We don't care about the environment. What we care about is the bottom line. And I'm being a little bit harsh. I'm sure some of these large corporate hotels do care about the environment. But bottom line is, it's for their bottom line. Hey, hang your towel up. We don't want to service your room because the pandemic. Lots of things that they market 
and kind of their signaling is that, hey, we're doing this for your safety or we're doing this for the environment. When in fact, it's really great for their bottom line. So these companies are saying, hey, work remote. It's smart on two fronts. One, you as the employee think, what a great progressive company. They're allowing me to work remote. But also to understand, they're saving 11 G each and every year per employee by not having to have that huge corporate office. But again, also big cost savings for the employee. Think about it. You don't have to, heck, gas, what is it? $4.50, $5, depending on where you were living in the country, $5 a gallon. You're saving not only that hard cost, but you're saving the soft cost of being in that traffic, that hour commute, or maybe two hours for a lot of us out there, round trip, two hour commute, and also the mental strain that that has from that commute, because those aren't pleasant. But then also the cost savings in terms of childcare. Or you think about, we saw data-wise that a lot of the women, and hey, let's face it, the women are the child, the, the caretaker in the home. Women are just better than men. I mean, when I work with banks that do micropayments in Africa, they always, within the village, when they want to prop up a village, they give the money, the loan to the women. And I ask them, why is it to the women? They go, well, the women will take care of everyone, where the man will just take the money and take care of themselves. So the female actually has a better purview, it's a better person <laughs> bottom line. And so the reality is during the pandemic, all of a sudden these kids are at home, they're not in school, they're not in daycare. All of a sudden that burden falls more times than not uh, on the female in the house who's working. And so that's a burden. And then it's also, when you think about, that's a big cost as well when you think about this childcare. So the remote working is huge especially from the female side of things because of the childcare issue. And so it's just very smart for companies to be as progressive as possible to at least at a minimum offer a hybrid model. Now the hybrid can be tricky because one thing we've learned is it can't be you just come in three days a week when you want. It's like, no, that collaboration, if we're having people in, we need to be on the same days in the office. And so you'll see different companies, it falls out. Some definitely want you in the office Monday and Friday because they have this mentality that you're gonna take a four day weekend. I don't know what's wrong with that. It's again, benefit to the employee as long as you're getting your job done with the metrics. But it's really most we're seeing that they want you in the office. A lot of them are falling down to Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Um, personally, I think the hybrid works. I think that if you're 100% remote, some people just can't work well remote. They're not getting the job done. Now, for me, I always like just one or two days where it'd be remote. So everyone's different. That's at the end of the day, as Jacob mentioned, everyone's going to be different when it comes to this. But let's quickly walk through the pros and the cons of each month. The pros of working remote, better work-life balance, especially on the female side, more freedom, more movement, improved employee experience. Number four, decreased infrastructure costs. Number five, increase in productivity, possibly. Again, some people are much better and increase their productivity because they're not sitting in traffic. Um, also, number six, better for the environment, less exhaust in the air. We saw that during the pandemic. The number seven, the ability to hire and retain top talent. That should be, I should have listed that first, but I listed it last just to stress the point it's going to come down to do you want the top talent if so you're going to have to have at a minimum a hybrid model you have the ability to say come on in we've got a great office you can concentrate you can take a break you can plug in your electrical vehicle here you can engage you can collaborate all right now what are the cons of working remote there's no face-to-face -face connection so there's no collaboration there's a lack of access and sometimes to information because sometimes that information isn't in a system it's in a person again three decreased collaboration and then four probably most important 
importantly, loneliness and isolation. We saw this during the pandemic. We are social animals. If you look at the data, for people that are centurions, those that live to be 100 years old, the one thing that they have in common is they have a large social circle. We are social animals. Now, again, that's why it's such a tricky a tricky balance because one thing, I know when I worked in the offices, and we all have those folks, they're super nice people, but they're time consumers. They stop by your office and just want to chit chat and they're consuming your time about this conversation that you don't want to have. You want to get your work done. Um, so there's that fine balance between that isolation and running into that talker into the office. Sorry, not into the office, but in the office. I'm fighting as you can probably, I had a smoothie, which don't ever do this. They're great. I mean, you can make a smoothie with a kiwi, just not before you're about to do a podcast because those little seeds, they start to prop up in your throat and you might've heard this here. So I apologize for that. So is working remote BS or is working remote awesome? The answer is yes. So if you have an organization, just it doesn't have to be huge. If you have an organization of more than 15 people, there's going to be some people that are fantastic. They're awesome working 100% remote. And there's going to be some people that are the exact opposite. They're a disaster. They're not getting the job done. They have no clue how to work virtually or work remote. So the answer is just like in life, somewhere in the middle. The only thing we know for sure is that the top companies will definitely offer a balance to their employees because what do top companies all have in common? They've got the best talent in the world. And as I said, talent will dictate exactly how your office functions. That's the bottom line. Some people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that there's top talent that dictate things. Hey, it's the world we live in. We live in a capitalistic society. And so that's the way things work. That's the way the, the world functions. Now, the trickier part is for these organizations trying to figure out, and they're going to learn, they're going to learn, what's that hybrid look like? And go out, you got to test it. What days should people be in? How are they in? How do we attract people into the office that are top talent? They can get their job done, knowing that top talent could also help those around them when they're in the office. So they're not just a an individual contributor, but they're actually contributing to the whole team framework. So anyways, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I know I enjoyed talking about it. So keep your questions coming in because that was the top question we received. Again, send in your question. I like to hear them audio. So just if you have a, a phone, all I have to do is hit the memo button and just start talking, say your question, and then just send it in to equalman at equalman.com. Again, equalman at equalman.com. This is Eric Quabin. Love you. Do know me as equalman. Remind all of us, it's not what we take from the world. It is what we leave behind. And those that are helping us out here today are Jake Brin, Maritza Gutierrez, Kelsey Gomez. They're the producers of this amazing show that make all this happen. And you're probably wondering, do they work remote? Absolutely. 90% of the time we are remote, but we love the face-to-face, -face, so we make sure we have those lunches, and sometimes we have to film or actually do the podcast in person, and those are great days because it allows us to connect on a deeper level, and that's one of our secret sauces here at Equal Man Studios. Speaking of secret sauce, my hope is this podcast helps unlock and unleash the superpower that's within all of us. It's all about having that courage to wear the cape. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super you.